Hello and welcome to our next episode of What We're All About. The idea for this podcast came from going through life and figuring things out step by step. In societies that tell you to grow faster, the question comes up if there can be different approaches to life and its pace. Come along with us. To us, it's the journey that counts the most. And welcome to episode 10. Hello. This is Sovelin. And Steve. How has your week been? I wanted to ask you how your week has been first. Well, now I asked first, so you get to start. True. <laughs> I felt like I was trying to balance it since you normally ask how I've been. That's true. Yeah, but I feel like your one has been like a bit more exciting, so let's start with your one. Okay. Well, I spent a week in Scotland in Aberdeen to be precise with my family which was lovely so um, nice yeah got to spend a lot of time outdoors because the weather was good so we went to the beach a few times and I managed to make it around most family and friends who I wanted to see and uh, those who wanted to see me too so it was nice just did some catching up and spoke about a number of things including the pandemic situation in in Scotland and how it maybe differs to Germany yeah and just in general caught up and you know, talked about a lot of nice things too. Yeah, seems um, like you were quite busy. Yeah, I was quite busy, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, and I just got back a few nights ago, so I feel like I'm already back into the Berlin momentum. So what do you think is, like, do you want to speak about any differences or are you a bit over it? Or I feel like in a sense, people are a bit sadder in Scotland. I think mm. it's maybe because the weather is not as good, like yeah. the good weather and central europe really helps us you know um because it's so easy to get outdoors the weather's really comfortable but it's pretty cold in scotland and it's rainier so when you have anything resembling a quarantine or isolation just being yeah trapped indoors and it's rainy outside is a lot like has more of an impact on the, on the psyche in berlin it's been pretty favorable and the weather's been relatively kind and we've been outside a lot and i think just being outdoors always helps your mindset so, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was hard to tell. I mean, I was only there for a week and I wasn't really speaking to people much about like their mental health. But, you know, I did get a sense of, of things. Yeah. People definitely seemed a little bit... Some people just came straight out and told me that they were really, really fearing a second lockdown. They felt like their mental health would take a serious blow, mm. which is kind of being quite direct and saying that I'm not managing yeah. And I haven't really heard anybody saying that in Berlin much, but there are so many factors. Uh, but I do feel like people in Berlin have been fairly stable and positive and have been really resilient to any negative effects, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, apart from that, people were just delighted to see me as I were to see them. Yeah. Because uh, I hadn't been there in seven months, so it was really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. cool. Sounds nice. Yeah. And how has your week been? Or how was your week last week? Um, It's been really good. I mean, I was very sad that you weren't here, of course. But <laughs> other than that, it's been actually still quite nice. And I was quite busy. That's why I also couldn't come with you. Because of yoga teaching and things like that. And 
Yeah. So you're back into the swing of real time in person classes. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really, really nice. Oh, yeah. So to catch up on episode nine, I think there's a lot of like practices or what you, how you like to call them, challenges that are still open um, for us to be doing. But last time we said we would think about a book by a female author that has sort of shaped us. Right. Yes, we did. Did you think of one? So two years ago, when we went to Sicily in the summer, I read a great book by an author called Hanya Yanigihara. And I think the book is her sophomore novel in that it's her second release. Do you call a book release a release? Let us see why not. Yeah. It's called This Little Life. Um, and it's a really fantastic and engrossing novel about four friends who grew up in New York. And it sort of records their life um, from, I guess the 90s into the 2000s, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, they are four art students or they all, do they all begin as art students? And they, yeah, anyway, their lives, you know, diverge and they go off in different paths and stuff like that. And it's just a really, really dense, heartbreaking, heartwarming novel about friendship, abuse, recovery, mm. rehabilitation, life, you know, all the like fundamental aspects of life. But it really touches on that, that theme and really drives home how terrible it can be. Yeah. Which, you know, is very sad and difficult to read, but also gives you a greater appreciation for it being a struggle that many people face. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's just an amazing book and um the way it balances the like the time allotted to describing the four main characters' lives that you really get to know all four characters and their relationships are pretty complex and you really you really care about them all and it gives you a paints a very detailed picture of life in New York which for me was actually the initial draw because mm. you know when I when I read the blurb I thought oh yeah I really would like to know more about um, a young person's life in downtown Manhattan because mm -hmm. yeah. I've only seen one side of it the, on the films and stuff but I wanted to see like or hear like a more gritty version of it um, so it's cool. I'd re recommend that. Um, it's hard to say how it's influenced me or how it's changed me as a person, but it really touched me. So I, I presume it did have some sort of lasting impact on my life philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd highly recommend it. This Little Life is a, is a great book. Check it out. Cool. What about you? Yeah. So again, I really like this like sort of practice slash challenge just to look into into it a bit deeper what sort of books I've read and then I kind of realized that I think female authors often like are a bit more connected to like sort of spiritual things that I've read um so there's a I started reading that a very long time ago which is like it's called Traumfänger in German and it's from does that no, mean it's by, dream catcher yeah exactly it's um so I just tried to look for the English translation is it Marlo Morgan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and in English, it's actually called Mutant Message Down Under. Okay. But yes, yeah, it's, it's about this like amazing journey she goes on with like actual like um, a tribe of aboriginals and they wow. take her on. And at the beginning of the book, she 
has to completely burn all her belongings, also her like wedding rings and all her like jewelry and stuff, wow. which was like at that time, like because I wasn't in contact with yoga and like theories of like non-attachment and things. So that was like such a challenging thought. I was already thinking at that point, I was like, whoa, she get, she was really like, they like sort of, she had to get naked and throw everything she had on her into the fire. And then she was um, ready to go with them on the journey. So it's a really, really amazing book. And I was always very interested in sort of indigenous people. Yeah. yeah. Can you say to say that? Is that yeah. still? Um, if there's a better word to use nowadays, please feel free to um, let me know and I'll correct that next episode. Um, anyway, yeah, I was always like really interested also like in Native American, like sort of, you know, like beliefs and traditions and things like that. So um, yeah, that was a really good book. And then another one, um, which I didn't really think about in the first first moment of um, thinking about it because I just listened to that one um, as an audiobook and I often don't really count audiobooks that I listen to as like proper books mm. um, so that was uh, actually it's called The Secret and it's quite it's a very very spiritual book but I really loved listening to it actually that was like how many years ago can't remember I've also it was after I've attended a course with like a native American that sort of taught us about his spiritual practices and things like that so it kind of goes along with those beliefs and I think it's a really yeah if you're just looking for some motivation and like positive thoughts then I think it's a really nice um, book to listen to and I do see there's some things that you can't just like sort of straight away apply you know like sort of like visualizing things and stuff like I think we all know by now it's not just about visualizing and not doing the work so that all has to go kind of together but it can definitely just motivate you that it is possible to change your life in a way that you want to change it to and things like that so yeah um, cool. that's nice yes and that is um yeah so that book the secret is by Rhonda Byrne um and yeah I can I haven't read the book but she she reads the book herself and I think it's quite an old <laughs> um old recording of it or something because it's quite like it's got this like funny music with it so it's definitely if you're like up for something a bit sort of on the lighter side yeah, again, I really like just putting some more thought into it. And I actually still want to continue with that because I feel like there's still more authors to discover yeah. um, in the female realm yeah. of things. Yeah, cool. Um, and one more thing that sort of came up as well is like how I think I'm really, after like thinking about the books that I talked about last episode, I was thinking... I think I'm quite into cathartic books, <laughs> you know, where it's like, like I kind of love it when I can let emotions come up through the supportive books, yeah. you know, like to really just dive into like deeper emotions. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of the books because people's thoughts are explained in such detail. You get like a massive insight into people's thoughts. Over. Yeah kind of convey these things in film without it becoming a real like art house kind of piece yeah you know? totally it's it's totally not the commercial way of, of 
presenting film, but in books yeah. you can have entire chapters dedicated to explaining one's emotions or thoughts, which mm-hmm. are, you can just lose yourself in that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's different, right? Like because in books, like you basically become that character for a while. So yeah, it's really like I mean, the the sort of barrier of the screen isn't there. Yeah, like and also isn't. exactly, and also in film as well, you simply just present the moment. You you see what happens and it's gone, but in a book, the main character can explain what was going through their head during the during a moment, so they can. They can elongate a, a 10 second interaction and take two chapters to describe their feelings. Yeah, true. But in yeah. the film, you know, you just literally get the 10 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not possible unless you have some sort of narration or voiceover. Yeah. Which is also just a totally different feeling. Totally. Okay. Um, then another book that I actually heard about in a podcast. Again, I haven't read that book myself. So I just heard the author Laura Muka speak about that book and we need to talk about love and basically she like looks into lots of stats of like sort of love and things like that and was like talking about stats you know like how it's apparently marriages are lasting longer if you didn't move in together before you get married you know, so I was kind of mm-hmm. like, then there was no explanation of how long the study was done for. Like, again, maybe she explains that more in her book with whom it was done. You know, it's like, mm. it's such random things. And then like in the episode, it was kind of talked about like, you know, how you shouldn't make like sort of quick decisions on like things like that. And I just wanted to just maybe say something like, but like on the other side of it, because I think... It's really awesome if people have an intuition and can tap into it. And, you know, because she was like sort of, because the other, like the interviewer, like the podcast host, she had like sort of jumped into a relationship and got married quite quickly and like moved in together super fast and things like that. And the author, like Laura Mukha basically said, oh, you know, like, I would have always suggested for you to wait a bit longer and like on big decisions you should always wait a long time Mm -hmm. you know and that kind of triggered in me I was I think if you have a good intuition and if it feels right then you should always try things out you know it's like we can always all wait and like again that's another thing I kind of I think I learned from you just to like not worry so much about things you know like we all don't know what's going to happen tomorrow and might as well enjoy the moment now rather than thinking, oh, but this might be a dumb decision. If you feel like it's a good decision in that moment, it may come whatever. I'm not thinking, you know, you should like straight away, you know, go for anything. But I just wanted to kind of bring that up. Like just because there's certain stats on things that a marriage might, go better or not if you do certain things like I don't know my parents like moved in together pretty quick as well and you know like you just there's no formula for like love in that sense sense I think you never know what what will come your way so what do you think about that <laughs> does she have some sort of clear agenda of what she's trying to say she's trying to say that people are irrationally acting on loving emotions and people are I don't know, somehow getting together too quickly? Is is there an agenda, basically, is what I'm asking? Well, 
I think she just wanted to like show different sort of arguments to like love and relationships and stuff like that. And sounds like she has an opinion that society has lost its way in terms of like how we interpret love and what we think marriage should be and what we think marriage should bring us and stuff like that. Sounds like she's a clear philosophy in that. Yeah. Again, I I didn't read the book. It's just like the the point of her saying like. She, she suggests that you should always wait with big decisions. And I was kind of like, you know, so it is a bit, I, maybe I take that too much out of context here, but I just think <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite sure if that's, that's the approach I would always suggest mm. people take, you know, like. Yeah, I think that sometimes there are different aspects of life that you're probably better off applying a serious sense of rationale to it. And mm-hmm. thinking about it really, yeah. really slowly and carefully, and making sure you weigh up all the, you know, the, um, the perspective, pros and cons before you jump in and make a, a choice. But I think sometimes it's the beauty of being human is that we aren't like binary. We don't operate in binary. We're not like super, super rational machines. Like we have emotions, and sometimes we act in those emotions because they do indeed underpin our beliefs. Actually. Um, whether they're long-term beliefs or, or you know, spontaneous mm-hmm. thoughts. It's all kind of formed on the basis of emotions, and that's what it is to be human. So I think sometimes if you just simply act on uh, the emotion of love, like, I th- well, I think it's kind of essentially unavoidable sometimes. Like, how can you avoid your emotions? Is what's make- it's what actually forms your entire personality. And why should you strive to decouple your mind from your emotions because I, I think that's an intrinsic quality of of being human especially in, a, in this age of technology like do we want to kind of like make our ourselves more rational and to strip away our humanity even though that might make things more orderly or civilized I think sometimes it's cool to be spontaneous and and to throw caution into the wind and mm-hmm. you know like yeah there's a risk that it's not going to work out but sometimes if you don't act in the moment then maybe you, you pass maybe you pass an opportunity by yeah exactly you know, sometimes yeah. like that's kind of how love works like you I, I think sometimes it makes like the emotion of like of real um you know fiery love or or like really really emotional love I think that makes us act in a certain way because in a set maybe it's instinctual maybe that you know it sends signals to the human brain which says you need to act and you need to act on this now because it's going to create the right circumstances for you Mm -hmm. if you do that maybe that's just what it is to be human why should we stop that why should we fight that yeah it might not work out yeah but maybe it's the only way to tackle it exactly you know if it doesn't work out then you just move on yeah I just I was just thinking, you know, it's kind of like dangerous to come out with those like claims and stats and things like that. Yeah. Like, because then people just calculate everything way more. And yeah. just like what, whenever it felt right, like I wouldn't like think about, oh, but this book, book said this and this, you know? So I just think again, because there's so much like, I think there's a fear of commitment in general. Like, again, I don't know the stats on this, but like, I just think those kind of books then support like more fear in yeah. a way it's you definitely know? the trend of society now is that is is to kind of stake take stock of all the cards you have in your hand and make sure you cleverly make the right move rather than yeah. just simply kind of taking a risk on things sometimes yes. 
And I just think that it seems a bit a bit crazy how we're trying to, in a sense, always avoid our our humanity now. Yeah. As if we are sort of desperate to become computers. Yeah, or something. Totally. Like and also, you know, ultimately we do all these things, even experience love, in order to develop and yeah. grow. And just to, it's an experience. Yeah. So even if it doesn't work out for both people involved, if you make you know, if maybe you jump in to the deep end too quickly and then you didn't really plan to encounter such personality traits within one another and it's a bit too problematic mm-hmm. and then you split up after a year like surely that contributes to growth yeah like you actually find out stuff about each other you find out stuff about yourself and then through that experience you become like a more learned person yes absolutely isn't that also cool yeah isn't that's that a good point why you make mistakes yeah you know like i pretty you learn things from what you're told from what you research, but also what you do wrong. Yeah. And why is that any different to people? People say that you should, you know, you should take on jobs that maybe don't seem ideal because you'll still learn from it. Mm-hmm. You should go traveling, even though it's going to be tough. Yeah. Isn't it the same? Like, yeah. Isn't that like experiencing love? It's yeah. tough sometimes. Exactly. And so, to practice, like, still to keep an open heart rather than yeah. closing your heart more and more because How you think... How will you ever tell? No, Where do exactly. you draw the line? Like, yes. oh, we haven't thought about this enough. Yeah. Let's not do it until... Yeah, I know exactly. What you mean Let's better wait another year. You know, it's like a bit weird. It's exactly. She was basically because the podcast host she got married like basically three months after, and she was basically suggesting, yeah, I would have always told you to wait for another year. Well, like why? Like you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just. And I'm not saying there's one formula. I think there are so many different ways to yeah. even approach love and relationships. There's so many different concepts to relationships that might work for different people. And that's completely fine. You know, like yeah. everyone just needs to find their own way. And yeah. that's that's when I think, like, again, that's when I'm kind of a bit wary of like certain stats because i think with also like marriage you know like like at some point i think they were talking quite closely about marriage as well and you you know not just relationships because there's so many people that don't get married but still spend their whole life together you know it's like to me there are so many different like real life factors that can't be sort of then put into the channel of putting a few stats out yeah there are so many connections and so many other sort of you know aspects of society that are connected to it and Mm -hmm. it'd be very hard to record like within stats the effect and the greater connections of all these things like maybe in a sense okay so maybe waiting a year before you decide to move in with each other or not maybe that would result in more stability for the couple but then it's also what I don't know if everybody adopted this new way of thinking what effect does that have on society in general it seems like quite a different change of mindset it might i don't know it seems like it might have some sort of knock-on side effect yeah to just the way people are in general and how we regard relationships it just seems like it's like it's it would people like yeah exactly it would put people off of like going for the challenge in yeah, a way you know like very calculated the whole yes time. yeah and that's kind of i think to keep an open mind and open heart is yeah. like it's a very good good thing to have so i think like up until now it seems to be the message is usually it's like celebrated that love is the opposite to rational thought yeah isn't that one of the isn't what isn't that one of the aspects of being human and humanity that's celebrated you know we're not trying to become machines and you know especially in this in this era of like advancing ai technology like ai can do all kinds of things 
better than we can. Um, you know, there's certain jobs yeah. they can do, but one thing they can't do is love like a human being. So now we're wanting to, in essence, break that down yeah. um, on the basis that, oh, it's, it leads to irrationality. Totally. I just don't get the, what's the obsession with irrationality. Yeah. Helps sometimes, but, you know, you apply it to situations where it's needed. You don't just like copy and paste the formula of rationality to everything in life. Yeah, and I think, you know, love doesn't mean, doesn't need to mean completely like just going overboard with things. It can still just be like in a way also just like being aware of being connected to your intuition and to your own like sort of feeling, you know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, it's like exactly like it doesn't need to mean, okay, this is all completely chaos or yeah. whatever you know yeah, yeah. i think in another example of this trying to rationalize um you know decision making where you would usually go on your emotions as the primary deciding factor or driving forces the topic of you know where do you where do you try and be charitable you know if you where, where can you make a difference and make things better in the world and um i did listen to a podcast probably one of sam harris's podcasts and it was really great. It was really informative, actually, because he was talking about his guest wrote a book on how to basically make how how to make the most positive impact in the world. You know, when you're just a regular human being, because it's quite overwhelming. You think, do I just donate money to charities, or do I go out and spend time helping people? And I guess we can do all these things. But like, he basically came up with a way of deciding how can you make the most impact. Like, which, what should you do if you're gonna donate money where do you donate the money and where it's going to have the biggest effect which i think is a really cool thing to do because mm -hmm. you can end up giving to really ineffective charities that just distribute your money you know so super loosely and it does kind of nothing mm -hmm. but where, where best to put your 100 euros per month where, where should you direct that but yeah they were talking about how most of us end up feeling mostly yeah emotional to things that we see with our own eyes and that's where our goodwill goes to so if we see someone suffering on the street that's where we're going to give 10 euros to mm -hmm. as opposed to maybe researching where where will my 10 euros where, where will my 10 euros go the farthest mm -hmm. um yeah so you can if you think about it in that sense you can think like yeah it's definitely worthwhile researching it a bit and seeing like where will your 10 euros make the biggest difference but i also don't want to completely turn off my emotions exactly yes um, because in a sense, like sometimes you might end up kind of doing nothing then. Because yeah. if you don't have the time or whatnot, or if you feel like you don't have the time to be rational and to do this like extended research, and if you also tell yourself, I will never act on spur of the moment emotions, you might do nothing. Like some, okay, maybe some of us only have this certain amount of money to donate per month. Yeah. But that's usually not the case. I think that it's almost two different I think we might do both. I yeah, think it's exactly. good to, in a moment I think to be so too, driven by emotions to donate would, to the person. Yeah, if you would turn that off because that those those moments of just like deciding that out of the moment. It's compassion. You know, exactly. It's compassion and it's just, it's a human interaction as well. So yeah. you're not just giving that person money, but you're also just looking them in the eyes and yeah. saying, here you go. And like, exactly. that is a whole like, Thing which I think yeah. it might not go the farthest but I think sometimes it's just important if you have that feeling yeah. this person is in need right now I want yeah. to to give then yeah. you give and don't think about 
Well, but I could better go yeah. on my computer later on. I think on. it should be additional. I think they should hopefully exist side by side. You should you should yeah. hopefully do both. And I think that my worry is not that. Yeah, my worry is not that maybe the money doesn't go that far. But my money, my worry is actually more that if we unteach ourselves this compassion and shall we call it this irrationality, is that it will have a really detrimental effect on our overall compassion. Mm-hmm. If we try and reduce the impact of emotions and you know try and rationalize our behavior yeah. so much, we might sort of really distance ourselves from our ability to be empathetic um, and compassionate people who yeah. act powerfully in the moment sometimes because sometimes it is just about moment to moment and if you find yourself in a position any one given time where you can help you should help yeah in a sense in in, and i think that's also just an instinct like it's an instinctual human behavior you feel a way like your feelings make you act if your feelings don't make you act or can't make you act you may never act yeah and it just seems like that might lead to way more ego-driven cultures yeah. i think it, it will modify behavior in many ways that we currently don't understand yeah but i think it's it might be a re it might be hard to return from consequences of that mm-hmm. yeah totally so yeah and again you know like if you would be in those moments as well like to rational for example when you know like in berlin of course on the underground and things like that you you will meet people that sometimes ask you for money and if you would think about it too much all the time then it's then you would decide no i don't know what they're going to do with the money so yeah. therefore you know like i don't deem it to be like like in good use in a way yeah. you know but sometimes you just want to give that person a bit of relief and yeah. to just give them the freedom to do whatever with that money yeah. what they want it's always that situation and again it's I guess this is an ongoing theme in our podcast, but just being in the moment and being able to connect to the people around you and to see other people around you and, you know, being human, I guess. Yeah. I personally think that it's one of the advantages, you know, if we can call that, of being human and not being a robot is you get to experience vivid, powerful emotions and just... It makes that that's what it is to feel alive. Yeah, is to get these surges of emotion that absolutely take over your brain and your heart, even you know, and get your get your heart beating and you start sweating and and you become so impassioned in that moment that you feel like you need to take action, and maybe it leads to all kinds of you know great things. Sometimes you you know you just you just act. It's like the driving force. It makes you it makes you do the thing you've been thinking of for God knows how long makes you finally do it it makes yeah. you get in touch with people that you've been i don't know afraid to get in touch with for a long time yeah makes you do things i think it's really important i think it's so instinctual as well i can't i think it's kind of impossible to decouple from it and also why do we want to mm-hmm. i don't really understand it yeah i think that of course emotions do end up i don't know I, I guess it can you know the starting of wars and stuff are based on emotions but to me emotion is just it's kind of the sign of being alive. Yeah. It's impossible. But then, you know, maybe like emotions linked to our intuition, we could kind of like divide that. And then also I think wars are often very rational and very calculated, are they, they are not? Actually. You know, so yeah, like profit. we always they're think there's this like little angry kid based. sitting somewhere, yeah. but actually they're like very much calculated and... Yeah. 
I don't know. Well, there yeah. has been a yeah. It's that's a really debated topic because they like some historians claim that certain wars were started because of mistakes that were made that basically mm-hmm. um, yeah. hurt people's feelings. Yeah. And they and they took revenge or you know made some really radical decisions, but um, people who dig deeper into it see that there was already like underlying circumstances underlying in a sense things, yeah exactly and it was already it was yeah. kind of bound to happen and that was just yeah. the tipping point that's like the trigger sort of yeah, it's and a that's, trigger. It was, yeah it was basically the justification for yeah. doing what was going to happen anyway yeah you know and usually like until and again now, sometimes like one might question if these things weren't set up so it looked like an emotional start of well the that's war, that has know? happened that was yeah. um Again, I think if everyone can sort of tap into your gut feeling, intuition, whatever you want to call it, that might be still beneficial to everyone's health and well-being on this planet. Yeah, I just I think as well that um, we're, you know, we're definitely facing this whole new terrifying era of artificial intelligence and you know, people's job opportunities may, I don't know, they may, we may struggle to find lots of room for like fulfilling work in the future. So I think that basically, I think one of the biggest struggles of our of our time is going to be finding meaning in life. Mm-hmm. So if we end up sort of really, really trying to restrict the experiencing of like radical emotions, then are we really, do we want to like actually find less meaning in emotions? Mm-hmm. Is that what we want to do? I think one of the most terrifying prospects of the future is little meaning and people feeling so apathetic or so kind of disengaged from any kind of meaningful reality do we want to consciously further that whole process yeah and say and become even more rational what what are we left with then totally what do we find meaning in almost nothing if not our own emotions yeah yeah so something to think about for sure yeah i had quite a few more points that i wanted to speak about but maybe we'll keep that for some future episodes because yeah. these topics aren't gonna run away, even though I think they might be like hot topics at the moment. But <laughs> um, I think there's a lot still to tap into if we open that can of worms. Yeah. Now, um, but we are already quite far into this episode, so maybe we'll um tap on to tap into that next time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll also um link all the books in the that we talked about in the show notes. So free to check them out i'll try to find some a little bit more local booksellers or bookshops instead of the big a so um, maybe if you're not located in europe then just try to find that book through those links yeah so do you have on a little bit of a lighter note do you have a jazz record of the week or are we moving on to a new genre now or no i haven't exhausted that yet i still have some (laughs) Uh, up my sleeve so I picked up a nice record in Aberdeen called Monk Moods and that's uh, by Thelonious Monk Mm. yeah Yeah, jazz pianist who started recording in the 60s oh but what's the record that you brought for me again that's a record called Wine Light by Grover Washington Jr oh yeah that's a nice one yeah um 1980 is the year it was made and it's very 80s but pretty jazzy oh i love it nice and upbeat so good yeah, yeah. it's like really feel good mm-hmm. i love feel good music oh, look at the oh yes the that back. picture is so that cool that sums it up actually <laughs> that sums it up maybe i can find that picture online then i'll also insert that into the show notes cool 
Yes. Yeah, it's awesome. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. really dancey. Yeah, yeah. Really good one. And um, yeah, so I'll also, we'll also add that jazz record if we can find it on Spotify to the Spotify playlist. And feel free to like and subscribe and everything um, to that list as well. Yeah, cool. Moving on. Or wrapping up. Well, moving on to, have you done the practice of episode eight yet? Oh, that's the Alexander Platt's one, definitely Yeah, not. that's not that. That one is also still on our list. Still so we're, pending, yeah. We're piling up too many practices, so we'll do, um, we won't do any new practice this week, I would say. So, yeah, let's let's catch up on that. Alexander, you, you still owe us that selfie. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I need is like a really <laughs> good reason to go to Alexander Platt's That's first. the thing, I was thinking that as well i was thinking if we should actually choose another busy spot in berlin just to yeah, because thing, we're just not in that area yeah but i think it was the whole the whole point is that it's such a terrible yeah that's kind of true distracting neighborhood it well, is a no, terrible a like a exactly it's just a place okay we'll do it together god maybe <laughs> and but yeah so if you don't know what that is all about i'm not sure um, which episode that was so it was just basically try to practice meditation or just take a even just take a few minutes like let's say three minutes closing your eyes if you're not if you're not meditating on a regular basis anyway in a busy place and just sit there close your eyes and just try to find a moment of calm in like a really busy place just even sitting down and closing your eyes i think might be challenging and like sort of like train station environment so let's see if someone comes and picks us up and tells us not to do so <laughs> anyway um yeah so let's do that one for next week and then we'll we'll try to do the episode eight one maybe as well the practice from that one so we've got some new material for the next episode and then we can come up with a new practice because I really love those practices. Yeah. Or how you like to call them challenges, but I think maybe I still prefer practice. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, thanks everyone for tuning in again and we hope you all have an amazing week and yeah, thanks for listening and let us know if there's anything else you would like us to tap into or um, speak about whatever comes to mind yeah thanks everyone it's been good yeah see you next time yeah take care